Oh, yeah, there will be no thrustings in this one. Well, maybe. Okay. My God, the shit we say. It's not my choice, but here I am. Shame. Dead Heart of Yours sure has a world record-setting uh, amount of Christmas movies. It's that little Grinch heart that's trying to get big. Movie freaks. Oh, 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 why, why? This is very much yeah, baby, yeah. Movie freaks. Here we go again, doing the show before we start the show. Or does that is that some of our behind the scenes? How we make the magic happen? Yeah, don't 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 show them how the magic trick works. Yeah, we're cast we're cast members. You see, we're cast members. Don't <laughs> stick to the script this week, Eugene. Yeah. Damn it, <laughs> we're cast members on this magical magical awesome journey. <laughs> Castles and tights, skipping, uh-huh. holding hands. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, got coffee with a little bourbon and a little bit of a candy cane. I'm festive. Oh, a literal candy cane. Yes. Yeah. Li- okay. Li- like, so that it melts it and... It took, took me a minute. I was like, well, I've never heard of that booze before. That's weird, but... <laughs> yeah. No, it's just kind of a little concoction. Yep. I've seen that before. But, yeah, like, oh, maybe... Let's see. It's almost four. I'd say about uh, three hours ago, I just decided to get a kink in my neck, so now I can barely move my neck, which makes me sound like an old man, and I am. And um, it's like, oh, so I'm going to be good and surly and just a grumpy, pissed off old fucker on this episode. Like, so it's basically it's just another week of movie freaks. <laughs> Here we go again. Well. About a good, a little over a week ago, I did a typical old man thing that really screwed up my neck on both sides, neck and shoulders. Uh, and like, so I had the same problem, but it was real bad on my neck. I've never had it quite that bad. And I was just starting getting over it. And then I made the same mistake about two nights ago and the same thing happened. Uh, how long? And, the, and what, what was my old man mistake? I slept wrong in bed, I mm-hmm. guess. Because I just woke up and I was like, oh God, why? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I think that it came from laying, yeah, laying a little bit, laying a little bit wrong in bed. <laughs> uh, I can tell the winter is coming. I'm sure one of these days on our show we're going to be like, oh, I fell down and broke my hip. <laughs> oh God! If, we, if you think this show can go that long, yeah, probably not. But what am I talking about? This could be next week. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, could. Oh, yep. Oh, God. So no wows and ums this week. Let's try it for that. Mm. You know, it's funny because... Or, or... <laughs> See, I don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all you. <laughs> you were playing drums last week. Really? See, I don't, I don't hear it. Oh, you... Yeah, last week there, it was all throughout the show. But see, I don't, there's... I, I, hmm, I don't get that. Well, I, there's, sorry, I can't do, there's nothing I can do about that. Because yeah. you only do it when you're excited, and you're only excited when you're talking, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, my neck hurts today, so, like, the actual act of, like, raising my fist and slamming it down, that seems a lot, like, a lot of work. So, yeah. we might be good this week, because I'm like, ah, I just have to stay in this one position. Well, well. I don't, I don't really care that much. I just, I like to inform you of what's going on in the show yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It's, I, it's weird how I... Like I don't 
realize that I do that, but I sure realize that I say wow a lot. I do realize that, and it pisses me off, especially <laughs> listening to older episodes. I'm like, be quiet. Just oh, why would you have to say that all the time? Can you can you frame up a little better? I'm like looking up your nose. There, hey, hey, hey. there we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. Much better. Uh-huh. Oh, it's kind of creepy. Now we're straight on. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I can't really turn my neck that much. So we are gonna. I mean, we're gonna be deep looking deep oh, into so each other's eyes for the next ninety minutes. <laughs> so we're not gonna get the weekly report of what shit is going on outside Eugene's window. <laughs> Because I can just, my eyes just can avert at this point. I can just kind of look like, and the bus hasn't showed up with the with the onslaught of, of kids running away from each other, scared or whatever. So I, it's like just looking out, like I can't see that good. I don't like that. I like to be a nosy Amishman. Uh, you, you need a prison mirror so that you can just kind of put it in front of you and yes. tilt it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I, I got to avert my eyes because I really want to, now that you said that, now I really want to look out my window and it hurts. See, it's hurting me. <laughs> You need to move your desk uh, at a different angle so that you can yeah. keep constant neighborhood watch going on. All I know is that with the way my neck is right now, oh, am I going to get liquored up tonight? Oh, <laughs> oh, because that is that's therapeutic right there. That's like a like a full body massage. Yeah, I was on the couch for a few days, solid, like with a pillow propping me up, and I mean, I was in bad shape. And it, some of it might be from my job, too, because I drive all day. So I'm constantly, you know, I'm a good driver. So I'm constantly looking lo- lo- mm-hmm. left over my shoulder, right over, you know, changing lanes. As opposed to these other assholes who are out there. Just, meh, here I come. No look. Mm-hmm. I see you not looking. Yeah. I, I see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And tomorrow morning, this is, of course, perfect timing. Joni is going to go to, uh, my wife is going to go to a chiropractor tomorrow morning. Um, just... One of her neighborhood friends here wants her to go, and because it's healthy, whatever. And I'm always, I've always been skeptical because of Penn and Teller's bullshit episode, and one of them was chiropractors. So I'm like, meh. But we are, we are so alike. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm not skeptical of them because of that episode. I just, from other people in my life who start going to chiropractors, then they have to go all the time. Exactly. And I'm and like, I told, motherfucker, that hurt. <laughs> I looked at the door to make sure that there, the door there was There you go, closed. getting animated. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it's not just the the whole, like, well, we're going to, you know, give your back a couple cracks and slap you on the ass and out the door, and here's your check, here's your bill for $100. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, I don't want them to mess up my back more, or I don't want them to screw things up that I don't think are, you know, is that bad off right now. Well, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. But I just endure it for the few days, and then I'm usually better and go on about my life. Yes, that's my my wife goes all the time too. Oh, really? But she, hey, she had three C sections. I don't begrudge her anything. I'm like, she she has a lot of back and neck muscle problems and stuff, and I've seen what a C section looks like. It doesn't surprise me a bit, you know. Once you've literally been Hellraiser gored insides out, and then shoved back in. Oh, you got back pain? No way. I can't imagine. Yeah. You know, you know, come on. Give me a break. Yeah. She always is like, do you think I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just a sissy or I'm making it up? I'm like, no. No, go. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel better. Get a massage. Do whatever. Does it make her feel better? Going to the chiropractor? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've just never, like, I, I went a little bit years and years and years ago back when I lived down in your neck of the woods and and it was just wrenching my back and then just almost like shoving you out the door like, out. And by the way, you owe us hundred dollars for this visit. And I'm like, uh, you guys can no, no. 
Well, I you can feel it. Like, I think a massage does her better, but it depends what particular issue she's having. Um, but, um, um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, of course. Every time I say that now, you have to say, wow. It's just a, <sighs> every time you say, wow, I'll say, um. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> um. <sighs> I'm, I, I, like, literally try, I try my hardest, but... Oh, you know, if you say something interesting, of course I have to go, wow. <laughs> yes. That's why I never noticed, because yeah. I, I usually think you're not even paying attention. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced I'm Owen Wilson's spiritual brother. <laughs> I'll just get a little post-it note, make a sign, and hold it up every time you say, wow. Hmm. Would that be good? Uh, every episode, 30, 40 times. <laughs> hate it. I've never, I seriously never really noticed. Oh, it makes me hate myself when I listen back and... <laughs> it's... Oh, but I'm putting myself out there. <laughs> yeah, but everybody, the best podcasters yeah, have ticks. Yeah, that's that's mine. My my own Wilson tick. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm Eric. Oh, and I'm Eugene. End of business. How's it going? Hey, good, good. Uh, other than yeah, the neck issues, old man shit. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Things are not a bad Tuesday after a really long freaking Monday. It was nice that I wasn't as crazy at work today. Yeah, today there was a lot going on. Tomorrow there's a lot going on. Then Thursday is kind of my a little bit more of a not as much craziness going on, but it's every day is kind of different. So, oh, and also uh, Carrot Top is coming around. Are you uh, you interested in going to watch Carrot Top? No. Mm. Are you? Mm-hmm. Oh. Are you going to go to that... What's his name is coming around, too? Uh, John... Uh, Malkovich? <sighs> no, but I did just watch a movie with him in it, huh. so more on that later. Huh. John... Leguizamo? Like, no, I just told you to go follow him on Twitter. He's a good follow on Twitter. Oh, uh, John Cusack. Uh, there you go. Yeah. I think he's he's got a speaking engagement coming around to Akron or camp yeah, or something. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I, I don't think I'd go to that, but... Uh, oh, but, but Caratop, that, that's got me interested. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta you gotta go for what appeals to the intellect, yep, I guess. Yep, and, and the big bushy-haired redhead with, mm. with, with huge roided-out guns on for arms. Ah, let's go with him. <laughs> Pulling out all kinds of props and, yep. look, it's a seesaw, get it? Ha-ha. <laughs> I think that's just, that shit's just funny for my brain matter I, oh, I eat that up <laughs> actually I've heard his show is really really funny I mean he didn't he have a stint in Vegas well, I, yeah and I thought that he was still there so when I saw it because he was at the Luxor for years and actually when my wife and I were out there many years ago he was there but the tickets were I think 70 bucks a pop and I'm like ah, mm, no you're about $25 is what you are carrot top that's a lot of carrots. That's a ton. I mean, that is bushels of carrots, and I'm more like, just give me one. <laughs> I like our shirts tonight, by the way. Oh, Galaxy. Oh, Star Wars, and I'm rocking the Trek. Yep. That's right. Yep. Well, I actually, when I, when I put this on, I'm like, please don't wear your Star Trek shirt, because my neck hurts, and I don't want to have to go and strip down and put another shirt on, so we're not... No, I never do. I never I never wear that. Sh- if we're going to record, I, it's the only one that we both have. I know. So, and every <laughs> single time that I put it on, this happens. Mm-hmm. I know. Nope. And then all of a sudden we're bare-chested and you know where that goes. Yep, right into a regular, normal episode. Yep. Okay, are you ready? Yep. <laughs> Roulette. I'm ready. Okay.
It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And on this episode of the roulette, it is how it ends up against Christmas Chronicles. And you get to go first, sir. Okay, Christmas Chronicles. This is a Netflix original. And why did I watch this? Two reasons. One, it, well, actually, three. One, it's PG. Two, it's wife friendly. And it's a Christmas movie. And then three, which I guess that's. I guess that's... I think we're up to four or five Yeah, we're now. already up to four or five. Okay, well, then uh, the next, quote-unquote, next one would be Kurt Russell's in this. So I, I'm like, okay, well, I have to watch this because Kurt Russell's in it. Um, and I am happy to report that this was quite an enjoyable, fun movie. I really liked this movie. It was it very lighthearted. Uh, I thought that Kurt Russell did a great job at being a kind of wise-cracking uh, Santa, but he totally sells it. He, this version of Santa totally sells it. And he looks, he looks like a Santa Claus, and I, I totally dug that. The kids were not really annoying. It's, uh, it's it, with a lot of these PG-rated uh, holiday movies, they get kind of schmaltzy, and this one here is no exception. It gets you know the, the dad's gone, and so the you know, the the boy misses dad, and it gets kind of syrupy, and okay, I'm fine. Uh, of course, I mean, for my rock hard, cold, black soul, I, I was like, get on with the shenanigans with Santa Claus flying through the air. I don't care that your dad, yeah. meh. Rock hard, cold, dead soul with like, mm. yet with a candy cane in the coffee. With a candy cane in my coffee cup. <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh, they, they try to bring it, like, they try to, some of the humor, they try to make it very topical, like, uh, Kurt Russell rattles off thinking about, you know. Contrary to popular belief, I don't say ho, 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 that's fake news. I'm like, eh, okay, it's kind of a Trumpy joke there. I kind of like that. And he smacks his ass once for some reason. I forget. Oh, because he's, he's not fat like, or he's not a really big dude like the the real Santa Claus, like how we perceive Santa Claus to be. He's he's a more fit, in shape Santa Claus. And he's Kurt Russell. He should be. I mean, You mean like uh, White Jesus? Yes, he's kind of like Republican White Jesus. Um <laughs> No, 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 I'm saying he's the real deal, he's not the... Oh, yes, 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 yeah, exactly. So, uh, at one point, he's, he gets thrown in jail. It's, you know, shenanigans through, I think, New is it New York or Chicago? It doesn't matter. It's Basically, he loses his sleigh, and it's a, it's kind of, sort of like the very end of Elf, where there are hijinks in the city. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this movie is Kurt Russell, he knows everybody. So, but obviously no one really believes in Santa Claus. So, you know, he is just constantly, whenever he sees someone, he's like, oh, you know, so-and-so, uh, how's the, you know, how's the, whatever is going on in your life, you know, how's that going? And they're like, who are you? Why are you dressed like Santa Claus? And it's, it's kind of cool how they, how they play on that. And then after a couple of interactions, then it's like, people are like, whoa, this is kind of creepy, but maybe, what if, maybe Santa, and then it's, you know, the Christmas spirit. It, people don't have it's it's all very similar to the end of Elf, uh, but yeah. but this was this was quite fun. I really enjoyed it. There's uh, the elves in this. Well, that's another cool thing about this movie is kind of sort of well, not really spoiler, but to get to the North Pole uh, or a a a teleporter way to get to the North Pole is to cr- to climb into Santa Claus's uh, bag of toys, and you go through this wormhole and you know, you shit out into the North Pole. With, <laughs> With all these glorious little, like, CGI elves that, at first I'm like, uh, oh, it's kind of dumb looking, but I'm like, ah, 
it's it works in Polar Express. I suppose it works in here too. It's kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, this gets a thumbs up. This is one that I will definitely watch again. I uh, had enough laughs and uh, I can overlook look the uh, my dad's gone. Hey, fine. It was an hour and 45 minutes-ish. And if they would have cut out some of that stuff, it just felt like they shoehorned that in to make it that syrupy holiday thing. If, every one of them. Yeah. If they would have cut that out and kept this at a lean 85, 90 minutes, it would have been all the better. But it, for what it is... Totally serviceable, not serviceable. I really, I really liked it. My wife loved it. In fact, she's like, "Why? We might have to watch that again before Christmas." I'm like, uh, <laughs> "You might talk to me next December, maybe." Yeah, yeah. So we'll get a second. Well, by then, we'll have a second dose uh, of Santa Pliskin. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, for one time, good. I'm not sure if you're interested in like this would be a perfect one to watch with the boys and, and your wife. I think that they would probably all really enjoy it. We kind of all watch our own things, other than Elf once a year. Uh, we do watch some stuff with the kids. I, I'm just kidding, but hmm. <clears throat> we aren't, I don't know. Other than Elf, we don't all just sit around and watch a bunch of movies. Cause it's like, you're little kids, uh, you're a tweenager and you know, the adults like to watch adulty things. Oh yeah. Yes, we comma, I do. <laughs> uh, side note real quick. What was that movie? Uh, the, the train Tom Hanks movie. What is that? The. That you watch every year you love so much. Oh, you Polar, just mentioned. Polar Express. Polar Express. I, didn't I see a thing where that's coming to Tinseltown in 3D at the... Uh, it's coming to the palace. It, actually, it was already... I, I think there's two showings. That one was last weekend, and it's going to uh, show up there again. So I'm sure that you have that Blu-ray 3D. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to a theater to watch that. Nope. Okay. Even if... What if it was XD? Hmm. But if we're taking the kids... They're going to tack on 30 minutes of previews or whatever, and no. I, do they do that even for the, the... You know, I don't know. I, I'm i not sure if they tack on all sorts of previews for those one-offs or not. Um, or not maybe not one-offs, but just... What do you, what do you, you call know. them? I want to say resurgence. That's not the right word. The uh, You used to work in a theater. You know, the ones you bring back. Oh, I've pulled all that from my brain. <laughs> uh, what is it called? <laughs> Um, More like ejected. Just yes, uh, get out of here. Shed it out. I forget. I, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Speaking of which, Gremlins is actually at the Dollar Theater right now. Really? Yeah. And yeah. then starting uh, starting Friday, I think uh, I think Christmas vacation is. So get on up here. Uh, I got Gremlins sitting here in a clamshell VHS, and Christmas vacation can suck it. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. More on that later this episode. Not uh, sucking it, but actually Christmas episode. Or Christmas episode. <laughs> we are off to a hell of a start. Oh, I, love I know. It. If people even knew the pre-show before the pre-pre-show. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. Like, sometimes the bitch session is worse before we hit record. <laughs> and then we just kind of tone it down. Just kind of, just kind of lube into... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Back to you. <laughs> okay. How it ends. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a desperate man, a lot of time. I said that a lot during this movie. A desperate man tries to return home to his pregnant fiance after a mysterious apocalyptic, apocalyptic event turns everything to chaos. Starring Theo James, Cat Graham. How is that noise? <sighs> Real edgy on noises because like three hours before the show, I do my normal thing check for updates, both computers had Windows updates. I was like, oh, it shouldn't be too bad. Uh, I was done about 
20 minutes before the show started. It went oh, for really? hours. Oh, man. But, uh, it's, they're all, everything's good. Seems to be running, although I've got a weird hum somewhere. I don't know. Might be the boys upstairs. Okay. Uh, we're going to go full spoiler on how it ends. Netflix original. Because I'm going to tell you how it ends. Because I'm not recommending this movie, and I think you can pass it up. Some people might want to check it out, but... Uh, so I'll try and be spoiler-free for about the first half, but we are going to get into it. Okay. Okay, so uh, this Theo James guy is flying back and forth for work and what have you, and leaves his pregnant girlfriend in California and uh, while he's in Chicago. I think it was Chicago, uh, where he has some business dealing or something. He, of course, that's where the girlfriend's parents are from, so he decides to, you know, you got an obligatory, well, I'm in town, so you got to go have dinner. And the girl's father is... That, man, IMDb, I hate you so much. Forrest Whitaker. Okay. And they don't get along. And Forrest Whitaker's a grumpy ex-Marine or Army guy or something, and yeah, anyway. He thinks the kid's a pansy, and so they, they, they fight and bicker a little bit, and then the kid storms out, goes to his hotel room, and right as, about, as he's going to the airport, this event happens... You don't know what it is, but everything loses electricity, and nothing works, and we're very quickly thrust into apocalypse mode where everybody's fending for themselves and killing each other, and, you know, it's a fight to even get out of a city, and roads are blocked, and the two decide that they're going to go to drive to California to find the pregnant daughter. Okay. There's an earthquake that happened, and uh, most of San Francisco is destroyed or something. I don't know. They're kind of vague on all those details. Which is my first complaint. I understand how it sometimes works in these kinds of movies to not explain what the uh, apocalyptic event is. I'm getting tired of it. Give me a little bit of something. Or, mm-hmm. at, or at least don't reference it at all, you know? I'm tired of the event or the thing. or And it seems like everybody's on the same page, yet throughout this movie they keep going day two, day three, day four. It's like it happens so quick, the deterioration of society. It's almost a little tough to believe, but whatever. I'm still on board with the movie. Uh, so they're journeying across the wasteland that is now America, where everybody's in gangs with guns, and it's all crazy real quick, and, uh... I, it's, it's interesting. It's got a couple of action beats, and I'm like, alright, I'm curious where this is going. I'm sure he's gonna get out to California, and I assume find the girl, and then we're gonna have the explanation of the event. <clears throat> That brings us to the third act, and now's where we're going to start getting spoilery. So, along the way, Forrest Whitaker got hurt. I don't even remember if he got shot or what, but he had a punctured lung, and he ended up dying. So the kid continues on. When he gets to, I, I still, I think it's San Francisco, I don't remember the city. Uh, he, he, he it, the sky is like... There's ash falling, and the city is destroyed like there was an earthquake. So he, he can't breathe, so he finds this gas mask. And then he goes to their old apartment building, and on the apartment wall it says, Come find me at this address. And so he drives out there to find his girlfriend, fiancé. And he finds her. And we're like, yes, cool. I'll, I'm happy now because I didn't want her to be dead. You know, that would have been weird. Mm-hmm. And she escaped with their apartment neighbor, I guess. And he had some cabin in the woods. So that's where she went. Now, here's where this movie takes a tremendous 
shift that I could not understand for the life of me and made me almost hate this movie. But (laughs) so they have this joyous reunion and the neighbor dude is there and they're sitting around the fire that night and they're all happy and they're having a little bit of whiskey and the the neighbor guy goes, they're, they're trying to figure out what, what happened. Because nobody knows. And he goes, well, you know, it could have been a, a simulated event. And he's like, what do you mean? Well, I work somewhat in the government, and they run scenarios on this kind of stuff, and it could have been that, you know, look at it. Like, a nuclear weapon could have gone off off the coast. That would have caused the uh, tsunami and the earthquakes. And at the same time, the power grid goes down, you know, to... that. You know, that could have been a possible... That could have been a possible thing that happened. And our main character gets so pissed off at this notion that he literally is about to, to draw a gun on the guy. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, what, what is happening? What, why are you so mad about this? The guy is just talking. He's just saying maybe it was a nuclear weapon and maybe this happened and maybe the government had something to do with it. Not an outlandish, crazy... Infowars conspiracy, in my opinion, like you got ash raining from the sky, and that's not that hard to believe. But this dude is furious; like he's ready to get in a fist fight with the guy about it. And it's like, what? What the fuck is happening? And so they all cool down and call it a night and go inside. And then the next morning, the guy, the main character, gets up and he sees the dude, the neighbor dude, looking at his truck. So he goes, oh, now he's, he's going to go out and confront this asshole that would dare have a theory. Like, I don't even know what's, like, what is happening? So he goes out and he's, what are you doing? What are you doing? Messing with my truck. Gets all aggressive and they, he's like, come here, I want to show you something. So the two go for a walk in the woods and the neighbor starts talking about how like, hey, look, man, we were lonely and, you know, we, everybody was dying and we escaped and I'm, we've, we've got a special thing and I'm not going to let you take her from me. And he tries to shoot him, and the main character blows his, blows him away. And I'm like, we are on day four, or five, or some shit. Like, they, what? There is no way that you would have that kind of connection that it... Whatever. And then at, at the, like, Earth has been rumbling, and more ash is falling, so he runs back to the house, grabs the fiancé, they hop in the car, they take off... They're running away from this gigantic cloud. It's in the trailer, but they're driving away as fast as they can from like uh, uh, the movie 2012. One of those kinds of giant yeah. clouds of destruction coming for them. And are they going to make it? And then the cloud stops and they drive off in the distance. Roll credits. What? I was baffled at the end, at the third act of this movie. I was completely lost. Nothing makes sense. I don't know why this guy is outraged. I don't know why this guy thinks he's in love. I, maybe that guy, I could, maybe that guy's psychotic. I could maybe buy that little bit, but. Ha, that's how it ends, Eugene. That's how it ends. Wonderful. That sounds awful. That sounds, that kind of makes me mad. I almost want you to just, just go watch that third act. I, I would love for you to just see his reaction to that guy's theory at the campfire. I, I had no clue as to why he was so mad. So are there any positives at all? This does not sound good. Are it's there any not positives? Good. Yeah, along the way, it was just kind of a road adventure survival movie 
which I was fine with. It, but in the third act, it, it all went to shit. I don't know why any of that stuff happened. It didn't make any sense to me. But hey, dear listener, why don't you give it a shot and please explain it to my stupid ass? Because I didn't get it. Maybe the Theo James guy worked for the government and was severely offended that he was impugning the government huh? or something? I don't know. Yeah, I'll pass. No. Alrighty, let's move on to the next round. <laughs> okay, first up is Target from 2018. This just popped up on Netflix. Um, nine people are forced to play a lethal game in which only one of them can survive after they become trapped in an empty building. Everything about that synopsis sounds very roulette Go figure. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> But it seems very low budget. Like, oh, hey, what what storyline can we get everybody into one tiny location? But it's an Indonesian movie, which would explain why that there's only a few reviews and they're all from Indo- Indonesia. So you've been warned. But it is an hour and 33 minutes, so it's not that long. And uh, IMDb says it's a comedy thriller, which I watched the trailer and I'm like, I'm not really picking up on comedy. I didn't see any comedy in that trailer. Yeah, so I don't know. Um Anyway, there's one. Next up, The Giant. This is uh, an hour and 54 minutes, but the trailer looks really, really good. Uh, The story about the world's tallest man. This is an unsettling uh, period drama focused on sibling rivalry. And this one gets really, really good reviews, but it is a longer movie. And then... I'm not sure if you remember or not, but I, this, this last one I've actually seen. It just happened to pop up on Netflix. I'm like, you know what? I would love to hear your opinion on this one sometime in this, because of the subject matter, or this would be one that I could possibly get you to watch on the roulette. It's not one that you're going to just run out to watch any old day. I, I, I watched the first 10 minutes to see if you gave me three subtitled films. Uh, I'm very, I was very curious as to why this one was up there, but go okay. ahead. Okay, Krisha. This is uh, this is an A24 movie. This is actually one that I watched a while ago on Amazon Prime, and I remember uh, while I watched it, I'm like, I need to get in touch with Steve because this feels like a Steve Mel- a Steve Miller movie, and so he watched it and we we talked about it a little bit, and it, it is this was one of my favorite movies of the year back 2015. Although I may not have watched it till the 2016, I forget, but. This is so well made, uh, so incredibly effective. It is not a feel good movie, but uh, it is. This is how how to make a proper low budget movie. It is so. Ooh, it is not pleasant, but man, it, it's such a great, devastating movie. And uh, the filmmaking techniques, the various various aspect shifted aspect ratios. Uh, this director, he went on to make. Um, uh, Trey Edward Schultz, he went on to make It Comes at Night. But I like how he incorporates different different things to make his low-budget movie feel much bigger. And I will say this about the movie, just so you know, a lot of the people, like the cast in this movie, if you pick this one, they are actually relatives, so they actually know each other. And he is one of the brothers, he plays one of the siblings in this movie. So it's almost like everybody kind of knew each other, and it like the, it comes across that way when you watch the movie that these people know each other and it's very natural. And I really liked that. So anyway, this is a really, really good movie. And I, if you don't pick it now, I do want you to watch this at some point. Yeah. Okay. I understand now. Keep it on the roulette. Okay. 
Uh, I was like, hmm, why this one? But anyway, coming your way, North Star, 1996, 84 minutes. A trapper with Indian blood butts heads with a greedy mining boss over a rich load of gold that's buried on sacred Inuit land. James Can, Christopher Lambert, Catherine McCormick. Yep. Uh, and then the rest are all ones that have been up before, so... Cam is just going to stay on the roulette for one of us, because it's going to happen. Uh, Mystery Science Theater, 3000 Lords of the Deep. And lastly, Death Race 4 Beyond Anarchy. I thought I would throw that one your way, because you're going to need a push, because it's almost two hours, I know you. Or it's hour 45, whatever. And I'd like your opinion on that movie. At some point. Okay, you're up first. Um, I'm going to take uh, Cam. I'd like to... Get that one checked off the list. It's a Netflix original, so hey, let's jump on that one there. And the runtime is fairly reasonable, so I'll take a gamble on that one. And I will take a gamble on Target. Oh, okay. Uh, that was an interesting premise. I watched not even half the trailer, and I was like, I'm good. I think I'm good. The Giants? Ah, eh, man, that's long. But uh, I will be finding you some subtitled movies next week. Ah, be nice. Hey, two of the three? Come on. <laughs> There's a bunch of action movies and stuff. You could have thrown me a, 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 one bone. Um, Trisha? <laughs> I got I got family melodrama. Man, was that woman <laughs> pissed off in the first ten minutes of that movie. Oh, you should see the whole thing. <laughs> I, I will at some point. If, yeah. if you've watched it and give it the seal of approval, then I will yeah. at some point. I would actually dare say that movie, it says drama, but that borders on horror in its own unique way. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Psychological, I'm guessing? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yeah. me at every family get-together. Yeah, I was going to say, a little too close to home is what I'm Yep. Getting. Mm-hmm. And you picked the month of December to give me that. <laughs> of course. It's perfect. <laughs> I, I don't have enough of that to deal with as it is, so... <laughs> uh, okay, there you go. Next week on the roulette, it will be Target up against Cam. Are you ready to move on to Theater Ticket Lottery? I am. Should come up with some kind of sounder for this bit too, huh? Yeah, you should maybe like use the like the wheel of fortune or the the. Uh... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, I do believe those are copywritten. Uh, oh yeah, no, immediately we would be barred yeah. from the internet. You know what happened with YouTube? That, that mm-hmm. was ugly. Yeah, yeah, that was. Theater ticket lottery. Where we cram our hands into our bags and boxes full of theater ticket stubs that we've collected over the years and try to guess the genre the other person will pull out. Reach right in there, boys, and grab a handful. Uh, you're up first, so do you want to pick first or do you want me to pick first? Um, go ahead. You, you pick. And I'll guess. Oh, okay. Well, you have to guess then. Okay. Oh, I guess that yeah, would probably pick help. Or, pick or pull. We still, I, we've been doing this for, like, so, seems like two years, and I still am like, how, how, play this? How? And we always get into this problem with the pick and pull, because you're like, yeah, yeah, pull something out of there and pick it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it always ends kind of sexual, because already I'm thinking, you know, kind you know of. I, I'm you're the top and I'm the bottom all of a sudden, and, uh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> all right. Um, and on that note, let's go with uh, just action, I guess. Okay. Uh, I can't remember how to write this down. Action. Okay, we'll go with action. And I pull out. You're pulling out things. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I might need a ruling on this one. But you might get a point. I'm guessing, if, if anything, this is probably going to be half a point. From 2007, Beowulf. Is this the animated? I'm guessing, 2007. Yes, it is. Okay, IMDb says, animated action adventure. So, half point. Yep. Oops. Remember who you saw that with? I don't believe I, I saw that in the theater. I, I, I would have said you. I don't... I don't think so. Saturday at 1.45 p.m. wonder how that movie holds up. Back in the day, and that was a uh, pretty high-profile movie. There, there was a director's cut, and I think the director's cut I liked better because it had a couple of more little bit gruesome bits. Like, it was a little bit more R-rated. It wasn't full-on R, I don't think. But the last time I watched it, I remember being like, not bad. I, I enjoyed it more than theatrical, I think. Yeah, 11 years old. I mean, almost 12 years old. And that was cutting... That's Robert Zemeckis cutting edge CGI for its time. Yep. For its time. Yeah. I'm going to follow suit. Give me an action movie. Okay. And the winner is... Wow, I can't believe I... There. Wow. There. I said it. Um. There. Um. Then I... <laughs> then I say, um, that's just an... Um, wow, sandwich. Uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau. Which is... The... Well, I guess there's only one... No, yeah, no, this... there is an old British one, but there's only been one recently. This is the... 90s shit fest? Uh, yeah, with uh, Marlon Brando and David Thewlis, directed by John Frankenheimer. Richard Stanley was originally attached to direct it. Oh, and of course, Val Kilmer, which, as we all know, that everything about that movie just did not... Go well. I wouldn't mind watching this again, though. I remember I saw that this with my my cousins, and, and I and yeah no. Oh, I don't even get a half a point for that. Damn it. Ah, eh, whatever. It's a weird story. Did you like that movie? Eh, I thought the makeup was weird. Like it, I just it all looked off to me, and it was. <sighs> What's his name? Marlon Brando's got a little mini-me, and it was like, what? What? Why? He's talking all Marlon Brando-y, like the, uh, the, the way that somebody who's imitating him would, would talk, you know? Not the way, I don't know, it was weird. It was like somebody yeah. doing a Marlon Brando fat impression. Yeah. But I'm so curious what would have happened if Richard Stanley would have actually directed that movie and ha- had his own vision, but you know, he got shit-canned early on, and... I think yeah. it would have been a lot more interesting than what we got. Yeah, like, I do too. I don't think at that point of Brando's career you're going to get... Nobody is going to produce anything worth a damn. Even yeah. the people want to point to the score, which isn't a bad movie, but Brando's barely in it, and when he is, it's weird. <laughs> He's just very pedophile Oh, in the, the score, is that the one with uh, Edward Norton and Robert De Niro? Yeah. Brando was in that. I didn't know that. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, he he's, forgot that. He's always sitting in a steam room and going, come here, come sit by me, come sit. Like, it's very creepy. He's the guy you forgot touched you when you were a kid or something. <laughs> uh, okay, what do you want? Uh, let's go, well, let's go with a science fiction movie now. Oh, this is a weird feeling one. What is this? Oh, uh, going to need a ruling on this one, too, but I wouldn't be surprised you get half a point. And I do believe I saw this with you in the theater. Lost Souls. 
Hmm. That was a good movie. Lost Souls with Winona Ryder. And, oh, I liked that movie. Really yeah. liked the ending of that, too. Drama, horror, thriller. Hmm? Sorry, buddy. <laughs> well, that's your score, not me. Wait, what? Oh, shit. Well, wait. <laughs> there is a little bit of science fiction dabbling there towards the end, I think. Not according to IMDb. <laughs> ah, but according... Uh, well, there's some action in Island of Dr. Moreau, but we got to have some sort of standards here. I guess. Uh, this was a good movie. Yeah, I, I better on rewatch. Mm-hmm. I, I just recall the it had a dark ending. Yeah, and... the whole time they're like, no, no, you're not the kid of Satan, you're not the kid of Satan, and then at the end, uh, at the chosen hour and minute, the the car lights flash, and then the timer says 666, and he looks at her yes. like, Yeah, I like that. I thought that was a... I love my downbeat endings. I like that ending. I don't know if I consider it downbeat, but... Yeah. He was a child of Satan, whatever. Yep. Okay, give me a... Give me a, like a war movie. A what? War? Yeah. Okay. And... <laughs> um, maybe, I guess we'll, we'll we'll go to IMDb for this one. Uh, Flubber. <laughs> I think we can skip the IMDb on that one. <laughs> um, why did I watch this in the theater? I don't know, but I hate you for it. No, uh, because I was with my cousins and they wanted to watch a Robin Williams waka waka and flubber because it's he's green snot or whatever that my attaches God. himself to bounces around like a bouncy ball and Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, <laughs> oh, and I actually I saw, I saw Patch Adams with them too and Miss Doubtfire. I mean, oh, I watched oh, awful, <laughs> awful. Flubber might be the worst one of. Of his that I watched with my cousins, although Patch Adams, because it was so schmaltzy and, you know, red nose, honk, honk, waka, waka. Ugh. <laughs> oh, and didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I might he be was... the only person that hated Mrs. Doubtfire. Everybody else was like, isn't it funny? And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, it's disturbing. Yeah. I that is a horror movie with a, di- if it had a different score, that would be a horror movie. Yeah, Instead I of the ha 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 and, and the happy, upbeat, whatever, put in a little eek. I, you know, the same could be a, the same could be said with Patch Adams and especially Flubber. Flubber could be a, you know, that could be like a blob mini me. <laughs> not good movie though. Just there. Not good. I, re- I recall sitting there just being pissed off in the theater. Like, why? Why am I watching this? And I'm sure that there was other stuff that I would have rather watched, but, ah, it should be funny. No, no. It's a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the same, this same group of people that I watched Home Alone Part 2 with. It was, Grown men, uh, grown men, and f- seven-year-old kids all in the theater. Oh, it was awkward. <laughs> I'm like, it's not my choice, but here I am. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you want? Uh, Last round. Oh, you got shit. half a point. Can you secure a win? Uh, let's go with. Uh, I'm gonna play it safe. And I went with... war. Come on, dude. I know. Do you <sighs> horror? Yeah, let's go with horror. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, a hard-to-read one. Son of a bitch. That's a big old fat point for Eugene. Hey! Well, I want to verify this, though. So, The Strangers. Oh, that's horror. But I'll check. what IMDb says. Uh, The Strangers, 2008. Man, that was a... 
horror mystery thriller. All right. Woohoo! Good movie. Oh, well, there's no chance for me to win unless I... Let's see. I could tie... If I get... If I pick something ultra-specific... Could I get a point and a, How can I get a point and a half? How can I railroad... If you, guess, if, if you just say, uh, this genre and this movie. <laughs> that, would be, that would be worth two points. Come yes, on. Yes, that would be worth two points. I'll let, I'll let my magic box... Hold on. I'm gonna go... Okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that gamble. I can't win anyway, so what the hell? Might as well yeah. add some rules to this game. I'm gonna go... Horror, and I'm gonna say The Others. Because I just pulled that out of mine. So let's see <clears> if you can pull that one. Or it was just sitting on top of mine. Don't look. And you're looking. Yeah, I'm looking. I just pulled it out. And sorry, oh, buddy. Yes. So, what? No, I mean you're looking while you're pulling. You're looking while you're pulling it out. No, I. My I God, mean- the shit we say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and see if you would, if you wouldn't have said anything, I wouldn't have got your sex joke. <laughs> oh, but now it's just, it's just visions of KY jelly are just just rummaging through my brain. Oh, good lord! I, I'm going in. Oh, getting a wet rag and washing myself off. Okay, uh, Bordello of Blood. Crying a little bit, just a little yep, bit of crying, tears of shame, drowning my. Yep, drowning my. Okay, um, yeah, Bordello of Blood. It is. So hey, you you actually got you got a horror one. So I got half a point or one point? Yes. You're like, I'll give it to you because I already won. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I still won, right? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but but uh, Bordello of Blood, I think that I watched that with... Oh, did I watch that with my cousins? What is up with me and all these movies with my cousins? And I can't <laughs> I don't know. I, I was the one sitting at home going, hey, you want to go see a movie? I'm going, oh, I'm going with my cousins. And I'm going, damn it, what the fuck? I guess... I guess, oh, and I I guess I'll go... That- Play Tekken. <laughs> and then for this one here, it, upon rewatch, it's actually pretty good. But I recall that was actually in Maslin, I think. And I did not like it. Well, look at the was ticket. Pro- was Maslin around at the time? Yeah, it was, it was Maslin. Oh, shit. It's buried. In- of course, I didn't keep the ticket out. I I put it back in. You dumbass. You're supposed I- to be keeping them out. Ah, uh, nah. I keep it. It's way too late, dude. It's, I'm keeping it's track of It's not way them. too late. You're going <laughs> to... Because the you got you to understand if we're gonna be doing this when we're breaking hips and shit, you're gonna run out of tickets. Yeah, but it'll make for good conversation. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Bordello <laughs> of Blood. You hated it the first time. Uh, I told you it wasn't as bad on repeat viewing of DVD, and then you watched it on Blu-ray. I want to say and yes. came around to it. Yep. Wow. I actually one of the uh, I said wow again. By the way, Go um, ahead. um, uh, Miss Doubtfire. I actually had that already on. Theater ticket lottery. I'm just looking back through all See, of See, this is why I lose all the time, because you prick, you're supposed to be getting rid of those stupid-ass comedies <laughs> and pulling out the ones I'm telling you to pull out. Uh, yep. Everybody, welcome to the last round of theater ticket lottery. <laughs> Ever. It's been fun playing. <laughs> Have a game with the kids, and you just pour out the bag and tell them they get a prize for everyone they find that's on this list. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of incriminating... Ticket stubs in there. I, mm. <laughs> Lazy bastard. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to recently watched, where there will not be any pullings or pushings of anything. Oh, yeah. There will be no thrustings in this one. <laughs> uh, you're well, up first. Maybe. Okay. 
Let's start off with... Well, you know what? Because I, I teased it, let's get... Did I review the first Home Alone last episode? I forget. Uh, I don't think we got any Home Alones. Because I've been waiting with bated breath for your Home Alone 2 review. Let's watch... Let, let's watch. Please, dear God, let's not watch. But let's review Home Alone 1 and 2. Double Doubleheader coming your way. Home Alone 1 is uh, award-winning, actually, uh, compared to the next one I'm going to review... Um, Chris Columbus directed it, which I do like some of Chris Columbus's movies, primarily Harry Potter. But uh, Macaulay Culkin is home alone, and Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern break in, and this is the most... Well, actually, it's not the stupidest reason ever to leave your kid behind, but everything about the movie is like, huh, what? So the parents forget their kid in the attic, and then they fly to Paris. Who's paying for... This entire family, like, this, this hey, must I be brought, a mob guy. I brought I, this up to you. You did. I, this was my theory. <laughs> yeah, and seriously, like, thinking about it, I'm like, how how did he? But How did this dad pay for, like, 15 people to go to Paris? Wee! And, we, you know, randomly forget the one kid. Which I don't blame him for, for forgetting him, because he's a little shit. It just, oh, he's just wooden one-note acting. Which, I guess that's the reason why you leave a kid at home, is because they're wooden one-note acting. But just, I got tired of the his... Slapping his face and screaming, oh, it's not funny. Well, to be fair, is it because it's not funny or because it just brings back so many bad memories of everybody doing it, making fun of it, and it being such a big thing way back then? Yeah, probably. probably. This one here, it's... I'm not disagreeing with you, though. Yeah, it's harmless compared to the, the next one, which I'm I'm done with Home Alone 1. Let's go on to the second one. <laughs> this, is, this is such a blatant cash grab, and I'm... This is coming from the guy that watches Friday the 13th parts 1 through 12 over and over and over and over. But this is, there's no reason for this movie to exist other than just money. And I, I get it. Okay, fine. It did, it did fine, but it's two hours long and it's a year later and the exact same stupid thing happens. And it just so happens that, that Wooden actor Culkin ends up in New York and right at the exact same place that Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are and waka 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 and there's an old lady with pigeons or whatever stupid shit. I don't... Uh, the water bandits are now the sticky bandits. Oh, and, and he like, and he's, this kid is like so smart that he can check into a hotel with Tim Curry. I'm like, Tim Curry, what are you doing in this movie? Oh, I, I know what you're doing. You're getting your paycheck. That's what you're doing. Yep. But I, I I hated this movie with a venom deep, just deep in that cold black blackness of me. Uh, um, how did you, how did you like the the cameos? Oh yeah, yeah and like half hour in, there, oh Donald fucking Trump is in this. Like oh, just pour liquid lava all over me. I I, I hated this so bad. Oh Eugene, when you were telling me you were going to watch it, I was like, wait, what? You know who's in that, right? And you were like, huh? And I was like, oh god. Oh god. <laughs> and it just, it takes me back to that that I haven't seen it since the theater and I saw it in 1992 which means I would have been doing the math. This was a year before I got, ah, so 17 years old. So it was me, 17 years old and my two cousins same year, same age, 17, 18 years old in a theater packed why, theater. Why the hell would you be going the, to see that then? The opening night and it was us and a whole it was so it was so awkward. I remember sitting there I'm like like, it feels like we're the only ones here because all the other people, like, they're so short that their heads aren't popping up over the heads. <laughs> it was just, just very, very weird and creepy. 
And that was yeah, us. I'm going to have to start oh. a background check on my co-host. Hey, yeah. I mean, it. Oh, it was so bad. Why were you going to see shit like that? Like, I remember renting that movie. I remember the first Home Alone in theaters because, uh, well, I was a younger kid then. Trying to explain, like, me shouting something like this out of the theater now would not be funny, but I was at the proper age to do this, so it was funny. But when the pizza guy comes squealing his tires around the corner, we had just spent the whole trip to probably Dover arguing about who's the better driver, mom or dad. And when the pizza guy came squealing his tires around the corner, I went real loud, Hey, look, it's mom driving! And the entire theater laughed. Yeah. I'll never forget that because I I made a whole theater laugh. (laughs) But Hmm. the second one, I don't know if I saw that in theater or not. But I saw it it at home video. Why were you going to see it then? Like, even at the age I'm (sighs) younger than you, I wouldn't have gone and seen that in the theater. Oh, and then I bought it on Blu-ray. Fucking Eugene. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that cold, dead heart of yours sure has a world <laughs> record-setting uh, amount of Christmas movies. Oh, I know. It's it's that little Grinch heart that's trying to get big. <laughs> and it usually does by Black Christmas and Silent Night, Deadly Night. Then it's... Then it's bum, 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 and bum. It, the, the problem with all those movies that have those cliches, it's at the third act... When he's learning a lesson about life and love oh, and blah, blah, blah. And then in comes that same old track. You're just like, oh, God. We get it. Christmas. I got Santa's cock in my mouth. Or ass. Don't think it's voluntary. I think that would be way better than watching this movie. Back to you. Oh, that's your two? Okay. Oh, I, if you, I can do another one. I just wanted to end it on a very bleak note. And then we'll... we, Go three for the first round. We got plenty of time. Okay. So, um, I'm going to review a good one now. The Incubus. Now, I, I'm not sure if I reviewed this on the show before because I watched it was on Amazon Prime back maybe a half a year ago. No, longer than that. Maybe a year ago. And I watched it and the quality was fairly poor. Um, 1982? Yes. This is John Cassavetes. Okay. And, uh, Vinegar Syndrome released it. So I, we gotta buy that. And I'm happy that I did because this is a really, really good movie. It's, uh, uncomfortable and, uh, has a very interesting story. Uh, I don't want to spoil it because I definitely want you to watch this sometime, but basically a small town has this series of of murders slash rape crimes. Did I, I did I watch this? I kind of feel like I watched this. Mm, I don't believe so. Hmm. But uh, the uh, anyway, uh, so there's a some flashbacks to kind of what's going on, and there's everything points to this one guy. I'm not gonna spoil it, but. How it all comes to fruition in the end is really, really good and really unsettling and creepy. And it has a very, uh, pretty good abrupt ending that I really liked. And it has this early, early 80s slasher vibe. Cause this is kind of supernatural slasher types. And I know that, <clears throat> I know that the whole rape stuff, it's not, it's not overdone to the point where you're like, oh, come on. It's, it's, it's not, uh, very, very, Good movie. I really, really enjoyed this movie, and the transfer is 
phenomenal. They, again, I keep talking about Vinegar Syndrome, but they, in the beginning of this Blu-ray, there was actually a disclaimer saying that they did the best they could cleaning this movie up and the best possible vault elements, except for reel four. They had a, like, quote unquote, like literally the fourth reel. They had some issues. And so you may see some discrepancies in the fourth reel. So I'm watching the movie and I'm like, there's like one part where there's a couple of tiny little lines that go like, you know, like you're watching a little bit older movie mm-hmm. that go through the screen for like a, a second. I'm like, are you kidding me? Was that what they were talking about? Cause I would have never even saw that, but I'm like, that's very cool that they like, they're so meticulous with their transfers that they actually like, just so you know, you're going to see the, you know, oh, I, li- I like it when movies do that. I have a few movies where they, they do that. They say, yeah. well, the wicker man, the DVD box set. Yeah. DVD box set, the, the the special edition Anchor Bay thing that literally is a wooden box is yes. what I'm talking about. Did they do that in the beginning of that one too? They have a disclaimer type thing? I don't know that it's in, in the beginning, but it might be in the, a paper inside, but it does talk about like to make this the uncut version we had to use some reels that were in really bad shape, and that's why at certain points of the movie it will look like shit. Yep. And you can't tell in that movie. Yeah, it's it? not just a squiggly line or two. Yeah. Anyway, very, very good movie, and I'm I am not, I, I don't know anything about John Cassavetes. I know that he's a well-renowned director or whatever, but he was very good. Actually, like, I'm assuming that he's a pretty good actor because he was really good in this. In fact, he was probably the best, like, the best actor in the movie would be him. So. Okay. There you go. Okay, first up for me is from 1987. No Retreat, No Surrender, Part 2. Uh, would you like to know about No Retreat, No Surrender, Part 1, before I begin this? You did watch that one? Just answer my question. Yes, I, of course. Just oh, by all ca- means. Captain Joke Killer over here. Aww. Uh, well, no, I can't tell you about it, because I haven't seen it. Because I haven't found Part 1 yeah. on VHS. It's on YouTube. I'm going to get around to watching it as soon as my friend remembers that I asked him to put it on the roulette at some point. But Oh, uh, you did, until didn't then, you? Shit. Yeah. No Retreat. No re- I'm watching subtitle movie. No Retreat. No Surrender. Part 2. 1987. In this sequel, Scott Wilde, an American kickboxer, must go to Cambodia to rescue his Vietnamese girlfriend from Russian and Vietnamese troops. It's practically a world summit of kung fu movies. And shitty action movies from the 80s. Directed by, let's see if you know this name, Corey Yuen? Corey Yen? Yeah. Yes, that name, oh, I've, I have to look that up because that name sounds very familiar. Oh, I <laughs> I didn't even realize he directed it until I just said it right now. Corey Yen. <laughs> what else did he do? So, actor stunts, uh... Okay, this is starring, I'll continue on while you look that up, starring some 80s unknown direct-to-video action guy... Uh, another unknown 80s action guy who has a cigar in his mouth, and Cynthia Rothrock! Yeah! I like that name. Yep, if you're a fan of any sort of kung fu from, like, the old school and bad kung fu and whatever, you will know that name, because she was one of the women, only very few women in the 80s that was kicking ass and taking names. And she isn't in, she isn't the star in this movie, like, the main, one of the main third build she's she's in the movie a fair amount but not as the main star right she has tons of movies that she's the main star in this one she's third build and she does not disappoint she legit whips ass she is a martial artist mm-hmm. it's no faking with her she's a bad bad mama jamma and the other guys were okay <laughs> uh 
the movie itself, though, on a whole, I mean, th- this is a t-ball home run. This thing was awesome. I loved every freaking frame of it, and I own it. I love it. This this movie was so freaking bad great that I would buy a Blu-ray of it. It was that level. And you absolutely should. I, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, oh, Eugene would love this. It's just random dudes coming in, and now, now we got a fight, and sometimes it's fist fighting, and sometimes it's you know, just machine guns and grenades, and every little hut that they come across is clearly full of, like, C4 and gasoline, <laughs> because a couple of bullets and it's, like, mushroom cloud. Mm-hmm. I Fantastic. Perfect. 1987, so it's late 80s. You know exactly the kind of movie I'm talking about, and this is so great. Oh, I had just a complete shit-eating grin the entire time. I loved it. Highly recommend it. And I'm gonna seek out the other ones. I I went and looked on, like, Amazon, and I think I got to, like, No Retreat, No Surrender 5? (laughs) Uh, And I think the first one has Van Damme in it. Yes, it does. As, I, I think maybe a, bl- a bad guy. I think he might be the villain in it. Yeah, maybe. I I thought I'd seen most of his movies, but apparently not that one. Okay, next up. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mac and Me. Do you remember watching Mac and Me as a kid? Yeah. That was one that I had rented a few times. Yes, from, I believe I watched it on VHS. Because it was a science fiction movie, and I was like, oh, little alien, little E.T. ripoff, let's do it. Uh... I remembered almost nothing about the movie other than that. I really liked it. Way back when I was a little kid. So let's see what the Mystery Science Theater crew can do with it. Uh, this is from 1988. An alien trying to escape from NASA is befriended by a wheelchair-bound boy. What does that sound like? E.T. E.T., yeah. Uh, this movie was... Um, hmm, how do I describe this? A Lucio Fulci-esque Whoa. nightmare? Ooh. I mean, oh, I'm, oh, it's it's awful. It's not good. And it's not... I don't mean, like, Lucio Fulci in a good way. I mean, oh. like, Fulci... In the later, later years, Fulci. A nightmare. An absolute nightmare. Because this is an absolute horror show from beginning to end. I Like, disturbing. Like, this is the kind of thing you show to your kid where, like... We're doing a government experiment, okay? We found an orphan, and we're going to try to make them the biggest psycho, crazy, lunatic killer ever. We're going to show them movies like Mac and Me from a young age. It opens with them on their home planet, and then somehow they uh, these aliens that look completely disturbing get vacuum sucked up into a NASA satellite with really bad special effects, and then it comes crashing to Earth, and then they run away. And then NASA is after them with guns and stuff. Why? Why? And then the little kid, you know, because NASA has a military unit. Mm-hmm. And the kid is in a wheelchair, and he gets the little baby Mac guy, and they, they're big bug-eyed, and they they all kind of look like blow-up dolls with their mouths. And um, they try to go shopping at one point. And they're all nude, with their big eyes, and it's horrifying. That it, that my parents let me watch this movie is is it's 
I, I literally want to sit them down and put this on and just for two hours just go, what is wrong with you? But now you, how you, could you let your child see this? Like if my kids came across this, I would be like, shut that shit off. <laughs> At one point he's walking through the uh, grocery store and he's got a watermelon and it is the most sexual, pervy, weird, bizarre thing you've ever seen. I, I it's indescribable. <laughs> but now how was the MST3K commentary on it? It was good. It was very good, but I, I was so distracted by how disturbing this childhood movie of mine was, I almost couldn't pay attention mm. to it. You have to watch it. You 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 will laugh your ass off. I was dying just at the movie. Like I couldn't even process what they were saying. I was so blown away by the movie itself. Huh. Let's see if that's available on Blu-ray. No, no, God, no, no. Watch the Mystery Science Theater version. Don't watch the actual movie. Oh, and he's riding around the wheelchair, and at one point he goes off a cliff, and then he's in the water, and then the little alien comes and pushes him out, like, does that make sense? And then he's doing magic things with his big O face. Oh, oh, oh why, why? Boy, dude, you are kind of selling this movie. <laughs> yeah, the Mystery Science Theater version. I'm selling that. No, I mean, the... <laughs> No, dude. No, this is a mystery science theater only affair. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's. Oh, oh, back to you. <laughs> well, on that note, let's talk about Slave of the Cannibal God. This is a Sergio Martino movie from 1978, uh, starring Ursula uh, Andress. I think this is. She was one of the yeah. Bond girls, and yeah. Stacy Keach. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stacy Keach is in this. This is a little bit more. This is basically of all of those, uh, the Italian cannibal subgenre from back in the mid seventies to early eighties. This was the most. I don't want to say the most high profile one, but the most. Like it seems like there was more money thrown at this one, and it plays out much more like a jungle adventure with some real animal killings and then a complete bonkers last 15 minutes or so. Uh, it almost, not to remotely compare it to uh, Bone Tomahawk, but it is kind of a, a, you know, much like Bone Tomahawk, the first, most of the movie is a Western and then the very end is straight up horror. That's kind of like how this movie is, is most of it is an adventure. Uh, Stacy Keach is just, he just perspires through the whole thing. <laughs> profusely pro he's just like his light tan outfit is just constantly wet like you're not going in water but you're still you're really perspiring and of course Ursula Andress is mm, yes uh, but the end there's a little bit of pig, pig fucking in the end oh and, well uh, and, and is, you know that kind of happens yeah. sometimes and I'm, I'm pretty convinced watching it I'm like that looks really real like so someone got paid probably not much. <laughs> so some native probably got paid not a whole lot to do what I'm seeing on screen because that looks real. Uh, and there's some gut munching and um, Ursula gets naked. Chomp, chomp, chomp. The I, I forget how it ends. Oh, Stacy Keach got. I mean, he perspires off of a waterfall, and that's the end of him, if I remember correctly. He perspired himself right off a waterfall. Right off the waterfall. Just... And, and a couple of arrows also helped the matter. I, find, I, I forget. I, it's all kind of blurry. But, yeah. It, <laughs> That's all, all right. Put yeah. it on the stack, actually. Oh, yeah. It, I, it was actually quite good. But, boy, when they get to that pig scene, I'm like, 
Oh, we're we are thoroughly like we are diving into the bestiality uh, sub subgenre. Is that something? <laughs> I, maybe. Uh, I don't know. You run in those circles more than I, I do. I know. I do. Um, okay. So that's... I gave it three and a half. It's quite quite enjoy, quite enjoyable. Okay. Well, you know my love of that first episode of uh, Black Mirror, so I'm... Oh, yeah, I'm that's down right. down for some, some yeah. swine love. Yeah, well, we get to see it in this one. And, I mean, we're talking like holding up the tail and... Oh, uh, ah, well, you go in for all that French cinema. You're, you're down yeah. with that. Well, this is Italian, so it's... First cousin. I know, but I'm saying similarly, uh, you know, <laughs> you like pigs being involved in your dancing. and Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, it comes full circle. Um, what was that? Calvair. Great movie. Great movie. It's a, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get into some 90s slasher movies because those are so good, right? Urban Legend from 1998. This is after Scream. And I reviewed this not long ago. Was it this uh, horathon before last? Uh, you know, possibly. Did you? I'm, yeah. You have this on VHS, I'm guessing. Uh, no, it was on one of the streaming services. Okay. I just ha- happened to watch it because I, I believe that was during horathon, and I it was a short run time, and I wanted to get it checked off. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it since the theater. Okay. Well, Scream Factory released these, and uh, my buddy actually sold them both Urban Legend and Urban Legends Final Cut to me for a really, really good price. So I jumped on them primarily because there is a feature length making of on uh, the first Urban Legend. And I, I I always love hearing about how these movies got made, and especially something like this, which was obviously because Scream was such a huge success. And then I know what you did last summer was, you, was you know, every well, not quite as big of a success as Scream, but still, uh, which would lead into Urban Legend. And... Uh, Here's my thing with Urban Legend. Jamie Blanks directed it, and I I do like Jamie Blanks. He's made some good movies. I really, really, really liked... Uh, what was that movie that he... Australian movie? Uh, Storm Warning. Really liked Storm Warning a lot. Uh, I haven't even heard of that one. I reviewed it on the show. Actually, I did a write-up on that one on when we were doing write-ups on Facebook. Oh. Uh, well, you review so many horror movies. Dude. I know. I, can't I know. Well... Uh, so, upon rewatching this one, the beginning is great. The beginning is slasher gold with the, uh, the girl stopping at the gas station and, uh, Brad Dorff is the creepy gas station guy. He's, you know, it's the urban legend thing. It's, there's someone in your back seat. That was great. And then from that point on, this just gets, it gets so 90s flannel and Tara reads in it. Jared Leto, but not really good Jared Leto. Um, and Joshua Jackson's got blonde hair. I'm like, ah, t- dude, come on. Uh, it, was the, it was the 90s. Dude. I, it was, I know. And the, just the music. And I, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm 80s, you're 90s, so I don't. <laughs> but, uh, oh, your kids are in here. I don't want your kids to hear me talking about urban legend. They can't. I got headphones on. Oh. They can't hear anything you're saying. Okay. Go ahead. You're, uh, you're fine. I just got to monitor where I'm okay. saying. So, the movie is, it almost plays more of a, thr- a thriller till the end. Go ahead. Go ahead. Close the door. Um, to me, the reason to watch this movie... Go watch a show. Go watch a show. That didn't make any sense. It's like, go out. I don't want to go out. I want to watch a show. You're not watching it in here. Yeah. So the reason to watch the movie, in my humble opinion, is Rebecca Gayhart steals every scene she's in. 
Uh, I don't want to spoil the movie, but she is great in this movie. It, it, something about the movie, it just, it needed, and this applies to pretty much all of those 90s slasher movies. Uh, they just feel slasher light. There is, there is a little bit of slashing, but it's very bloodless, and this movie is no exception. It just, um, did I mention Tara Reed's in this? Cause Christ. Yeah, dude, you're not really wrong on anything. I just, I think I enjoyed it a little more than you, uh, because I hadn't seen it since the theater, and yeah. I just watched it. I think it was 2017 Horrorthon, but I had low, like, I don't remember really liking it. I just saw a runtime that I was okay with, and so I hit play. And I was like, oh, that wasn't bad. Or maybe I just watched a stack of crappy movies before that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's I was like, totally... oh, not bad, not bad. But I don't disagree with anything yeah. you're saying about Bloodless and all yeah. that. And Gayheart being the star, holy crap. She was great. And I, honestly, like, I can see myself uh, rewatching this. And especially I Know What You Did Last Summer. I, that's my favorite of all of the the 90s slasher movies. It was I Know What You Did Last Summer. I really liked that one. But Even I, over Scream? Yes, yes. I Man, I gotta say, I don't have much desire to rewatch the Scream series. I, the first one is really good. But... I don't know why, just, maybe I saw that first one way it's too many times. It's because it's been cliched. I know. Death. It's been played out so much. Yeah. And I think because, especially the I Know What You Did Last Summer uh, parts one and two, those feel much more like an actual 80s slasher movie. Like, Scream was more self, self-referential. And I don't think that I Know What You Did Last Summer really was. I think that was more playing it straight up slasher. Where this one here goes much more back to the self-referential, uh, I don't know. That's just me. But again, I still, it had a great beginning and a killer ending. I loved that ending. Uh, but, boy, me and 90s horror movies. Yeah, you'll come around. You'll come around next decade. Yeah. I probably <laughs> uh, will, actually. Me too, probably. I, I need to rewatch I Know What You Did Last Summer. I have not seen that in a long time. I really like that movie. It, I think I've seen it more than once. But I don't think that... Oh man, I just don't remember much about it. Just a hook guy and yeah, I, Jennifer Love Hewitt screaming a lot. And... Sarah Michelle Gellar. I actually the, the the four main characters in that movie. I like all of them, especially uh, Ryan Felipe. He, I think he was a great, uh, likable not villain but likable kind of prick. Like none of the characters in I Know What You Did Last Summer were obnoxious to me. Whereas Joshua Jackson in this is and Tara Reid, of course, and uh, honestly, the only uh, even. Oh, what's her name? Daniel Harris is in this, and she's the goth girl. And like, I just I didn't like anybody in the movie other than Rebecca Gayhart. Uh, the lead girl was okay, but I'm like, oh, you kind of, sort of feel mopey and emo. <laughs> it was the '90s, dude. I know. <laughs> it's just like she reminded me kind of of the of the final girl of Friday the Thirteenth, uh, the Jason Takes Manhattan, just just very bland one note and I, yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing with anything yeah. that you're saying I, I just I was surprised because I thought I was going to hate it and I didn't hate it I was yeah. like eh, alright yeah, it wasn't it was okay it wasn't bad and I I want to get to which not this round but next round I want to get to Urban Legends Final Cut uh, go ahead and do it this round if you want no. that's fine okay um, I mean we're, we're hour 14 okay. we got time uh, Urban Legends Final Cut now have you seen this movie I haven't gone past the first one Okay. Uh, I actually, there is a third one, which I recall watching on DVD once, and it was terrible. In fact, I kind of think that they went a supernatural route. Maybe in the third one, it was really, really bad. This one here, I, I really think you should watch this movie. It's every bit as good to me as 
the uh, the other one, the, the first one, primarily because it's set in a film school and the killings are happening, you know, around these film students. That uh, so it's, it's so it's the director uh, John Ottman. I I watched the special features on this disc already, and they uh, they wanted to do more of a Hitchcock feel, like throwbacks to Hitchcock and like nods to Alfred Hitchcock, and that's cool. But I the movie feels uh, they're they're trying to make more of a mystery thriller than a horror movie, and they it's like you're not hitting your target audience, and your target audience is young 20-somethings wanting a slasher movie. Uh, but it's still pretty well made, and it's every bit as good as I think I, I think is the first one. The killer's outfit's cool. It's a little bit more gory than the first one. Um, but they're, they're very comparable. My expectations, I think, were lower for part two. So I that's maybe why I enjoyed it a little bit more, or at least equal to the first one. I, I think my expectations were slightly higher rewatching the first Urban Legends. But I, this one here isn't bad. It has a cast of re- fairly recognizable people in it. Uh, Eva Mendez is in this. Joey Lawrence. Uh, Loretta Devine is in this. Or You'd recognize... You'd rec- <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a who's who of 90s people. <laughs> yes, it's it is. It's just like a... A mishmash grab bag of remember that, yeah, and then you like the whole way through. I'm like, oh, that person looks familiar, and, and much like this is like this came out in 2000, but it's still it's it's 90s, and it feels 90s. <laughs> Long leather trench coats, and oh, and one guy has a German type guy who's wearing matrix like neo matrix glasses inside. Hey, like, hey, hey! I was that guy. Yeah. Relax, relax. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> He gets. <laughs> I like. <laughs> you're like you're right. You were all right. Hair metal guy. I remember you in high school. <laughs> that leather jacket with all the belts and pins and shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I've uh-huh. Kind that of. Was you. Yep. It was. It was a long mullet and. <laughs> I had one too in the eighties. Okay. Yep. But uh, anyway, so this is this is serviceable. Slasher light for the '90s or whatever, and sometimes you should watch this, especially because it's set at uh, this film school. And uh, yeah, anyway, there you go. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I, I do that a lot too with '90s movies, where I'm like, "Who is that? I know who that is." Then I go look it up, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, what do I know them from?" Huh? MTV Spring Break season two. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, I forgot you were a thing. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this movie where you kind of, sort of recognize them, like. You were not a one-hit wonder, but close. Close. <laughs> uh, oh, and he goes by... Joey Lawrence goes as Joseph Lawrence in this. Just so we're clear. Joseph. There you go. Joey. Yep. Okay, now, back to you. Okay, let's do some stuff. Uh, the Hurricane Heist from 2018. Did you review this movie on the show? <laughs> I think this was... Yes, I did, actually. This was one that I did while you were tending to kids. <laughs> I, yeah, but I thought you only did half of it. Did you get the whole... Ah, whatever. Uh, who could remember the second half of this movie? Because the first half is brain-deleting. Mm-hmm. Thieves attempt a massive heist against the U.S. Treasury as a Category 5 hurricane approaches one of its mint facilities. I don't know that that is entirely accurate uh, description there. It's more like mm, a couple of guys who have been scarred by a weather demon... Yeah, I remember the beginning. This is yeah. Toby Kevill is yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean Toby Kevill in the yeah. right. I've said it before on the show, and I'm going to say it again. Hollywood, 
quit forcing southern accents on people who can't do them. Just get southern people. Yeah, amen. Especially not um, Brits. Yeah. Isn't Toby yes. Cable a yes, Brit? Yes, he is. And you're going to make him do a southern accent. Great. Like, Ryan Quanton, I, I believe his southern accent. He was in True Blood, and that's all set in, like, Louisiana or something. And I always believed his southern accent. He might not actually have one, but he is very good at doing one. But when you get these people that are fake, doing one or trying to do one and you, it's your perception of how one is or I'm from the south and dang it it's it's awful it's ear piercingly terrible mm-hmm. like I automatically hate your character yep agreed just don't do that there's no reason to do that anyway that is the least of this film's problems give me one second yep oh I knew this was coming <laughs> I'd review a movie right now, but there's like literally everything that I have to review. Eric should be in on on the conversation because it's it needs some back and forth, and uh, especially with some of the pervy stuff, I'd kind of like to review. I kind of need someone to hold my hand through it, and it's got to be him. So I'll wait. Huh? What are you waiting on? No, you're good. Uh, great, <laughs> great. Were you giving your review of the second half of Hurricane Heist? I don't I remember to... the second half of Hurricane Heist. <laughs> Hey, guess what? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I had lots of trucks flying through air, right? There wasn't there trucks? I, I don't know. I Sure. Yeah. I, oh, the, no, no. They were racing trucks, and then they managed to race away from the thing. Yeah. <sighs> and there was a big skull face that came out of the clouds again. <laughs> that happened a few times in this movie, and I'm like, what is this demon we- weather wizard you're dealing with? It was insane. Not in a good way. Not. In a, I mean, Rob Cohen, come on. You, I... You've made some shitty movies that are really enjoyable, mm-hmm. but this is definitely not one of no. them. No. That that was just, another one that took like bad. three nights to not get through. I finally get done. Done. I'm <laughs> I'm tired of falling asleep to this because it's just not a good way to to go t- to your slumber. It was <laughs> it was just angry. Every time I watch a little bit and I'm like, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense. Somebody shows up, they're doing stuff with iPads, and I'm like, that doesn't really make sense. Uh, I hate this. I hate it all mm, of it. Me too. Our shredder is down. We put a virus in to put the shredder down so we could get the money. I'm like, what? Why? What? Just burn it? I don't, what's no go for me on Hurricane Heist? Okay, Blind Buy Blu-ray coming up. I just watched this one this afternoon, 2017, starring. Numir Pace, Orlando Bloom, Tony Collette, John Malkovich, Michael Douglas. Good cast, right? Yeah. Unlocked. A CIA interrogator is lured into a ruse that puts London at risk of a biological attack. And I'm going to go mostly spoiler-free on this. I'm not going to reveal anything that wasn't in the trailer, okay? So, uh, Numir Pace is the CIA investigator, uh, interrogator, excuse me, and she it's kind of taking a lesser position because she was led to believe that because she wasn't fast enough at an interrogation, a bus blew up and killed a whole bunch of kids and, and whatnot. And her handler, her head boss was Michael Douglas. He talks to her about coming back and she's like, eh, I don't know if I want that responsibility again. And then they, she gets pulled in on this emergency thing. Look, there's a biological attack coming that we know about. You got to interrogate this guy. So she gets it. This is all in the trailer, mm-hmm. so I'm not giving too much away. So she goes in to interrogate this guy, and she is kicking ass. I'm not talking like torturing him. I'm talking like psychologically, like getting in his head, 
and he's starting to spill his guts, and she's got most of the information when she's taking one of her breaks, and she gets a phone call, and it's one of her people at the CIA, and they're like, hey, look, we got this guy right near you, and we need you to come back in and take your old role and interrogate him. And she's like, fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm doing it right now. What are you talking about? And she's, and they're like, um, no, you're not. And I, it's an eye, eye raising twist. It's what's happening is that she was told that she's doing this work for the CIA. When it turns out it was a, another terrorist group or whatever, we don't know, bad guys, mysterious bad guys that have duped her into breaking this guy for them. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. This is the first 30 minutes. So I'm like, oh man, I'm in. Like, that's a cool twist. So she's got to figure out how to get out of this room without them killing her and forward with the story and stopping the terrorist attack. I'm not going to give any more details about the plot from there. I'm just going to say that I give this movie a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. I think that you would enjoy this with the wife. Okay. It's it's not a fantastic movie. I like that American Assassins movie better. Some of the... Uh, no. Every single one of the twists and turns, except for the one that I already talked about, I called. Mm-hmm. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> because there are some deep twists and turns. I, I think... I think it's 50-50. You might come away and be like, nah, too twisty turny for me. I didn't, I wasn't paying attention, didn't follow it, didn't care. Uh, so when the reveals come up, you might be like, eh, I don't really give a shit. But you might also be like, really enjoying it and really dig it. Uh, I don't know for sure, but I, I'll let you borrow the Blu-ray sometime. And at, at the very least, it's a painless watch, especially at, what, hour and a half? Mm-hmm. Well, yep, this just didn't get a theatrical release, correct? I, I, boy, I'd have to look it up, but it should have with that cast, and there was nothing in there so drastically bad that it should not have, but maybe it was just a matter of a time, of time and place. You know, sometimes they're like, well, we got this movie and it's ready, and well, we can let it sit for a year for a proper release, or we can put it up against Avengers Infinity War. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's going to get slaughtered. Yeah. So sometimes they decide to save their money and just put it on Netflix or, well, they didn't put it, put it out on DVD and... Uh, see if they can recoup that way. Uh, I want to talk about the cast in this movie, though. Okay. Numera Pace is freaking awesome in everything that she does, but she is the star of this movie, and she kills it. She is absolutely awesome. I believed that she could whip these people's ass. I believe that she was capable of killing them and being uh, psychologically just way ahead of them. Orlando Bloom. Haven't se- seen a ton of stuff with him other than Pirates movies, so... Maybe I'm not the best judge, but he killed it in his role. I pegged what he was from the start, but he killed it, and it was great. He he was awesome in this movie. Tony Collette's always awesome. Michael Douglas is always awesome. I pegged what he was in this as well. John Malkovich. John Malkovich is who I want to talk about. Now, everybody tends to love him. That's no big secret, but in this movie, he's playing like one of the heads of the C. He's playing... Not the head of the CIA, but he's that guy. The regional boss of whatever who walks into a room full of computer screens and bosses orders to everybody. Mm -hmm. And he took it in a little bit of a different direction that I really appreciated. Which was, he was not so stuffy and formal the way that those most actors always play that role. 
where it's like, we need to do this, letter of the law, da-da-da-da-da, let's da 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 He was, he had an attitude. He came in there like, I don't give a fuck. Like, why am I here? I'm supposed to be having dinner with my wife. Well, this, 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 and this. He's like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. You, go send a car for my wife and buy her all the flowers she needs. And then he's having a, skip to a Skype conference call with British intelligence. Getting mouthy with them, and when they're, back is turned he's like flipping off the screen it was it was hilarious and awesome and totally worked i loved it because it was not the norm of that kind of role mm-hmm. and it really made me laugh he just was full of piss and vinegar and i i enjoyed the hell out of it he really brought life to uh, i don't, I don't want to say a minor role but he really brought life to a generally cliche kind of role and uh, he was kind of worth the trip alone in my opinion what's the runtime on this Hour 38. Perfect. All right. Yeah, that sounds like yep. one that uh, either throw on the roulette later on or just even just one for me to check out sometime. That sounds really good. I mean, uh, score-wise, we're talking C plus, B minus. I'm not talking like, oh, I loved it. Holy crap, you got to see this. I just, you know, if you're looking for something for that kind of spy thriller itch, this is totally harmless. That's that's the most praise I'm giving it. Kind of like, the, was it the, the, oh, what was it called? Um... The Sweeney? No. Yeah. Oh, was it the yeah, Okay. Was... With, uh, what's his name? <laughs> when, uh, 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 yeah, Wince was it? Yeah. When? 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 Well, 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 uh, Turn into the podcast where old men yes. try to not break their hips and yeah. remember what actors' names uh, are. Hip replacement freaks. Oh, what was it? <laughs> Ray Winston. Yes. But I, I remember you let me borrow that Blu ray, and that was, it wasn't like outstanding, but it was a perfectly serviceable cop thriller thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, back to you if you want to do another round. Where are we at time-wise here? We're at 129. Uh, maybe we should just yeah, do Cummings. Yeah, let's just do Cummings. Do you want one more? Um, if, yes. If you uh, had one you were hard up to do, then you can do it and we'll be done. Okay. Uh, let's. I just wanted to get this one off the list because it's just been sitting there festering and I'd like to uh, peel this wart off. Uh, Perversion Story from 1969 on the top of the other is the actual other name of it. Um, and that's a, that's a, it's kind of a sex reference, I think. This is a Lucio Fulci movie. This is right before he broke out into Giallo's with Don't Torture the Duckling and Lizard in a Woman's Skin. This uh, is more of a thriller mystery. And I, you know, I gotta say, for all of its flaws, it is actually a fairly well-made, where-is-this-movie-going type of thing. A doctor is accused of uh, murdering his wife to get... And it's kind of an insurance scam type of thing. His wife was sickly. Well, then he goes to this strip club with his his, his kind of lover on the side, which is now going to be his girlfriend. And there is a woman that looks exactly like his deceased wife up there stripping. And so... Shenanigans ensue, and plot twist after plot twist after plot twist, and it all ends very interesting with a uh, time ticking down to a gas chamber scene. And everything happens very convoluted and quickly, like, it's lawyer, it's very lawyery, and also very acid jazzy, and just very 60s, yeah, baby, yeah. I was going to ask, I got Perversion Stories 2002, and I've got one on top of the other 1960. That's the one. Okay. But for 
Fulci completists like myself, this is uh, definitely worth a watch. But uh, I think I was m- maybe expecting a little bit more giallo, and it's not that. But it definitely has the – it's got the Italian skin and the acid jazz. I really like acid jazz for some reason. It just feels very sleazy. Really? Then you will love Cowboy Bebop. Oh, really? Oh. Because I love that weird – like, it's jazz, but off for some reason. Yeah. Go uh, – when we're done here, you have a homework assignment. Go Google the intro theme to Cowboy Bebop. Okay. It'll only take you a second to get through, but – it's the kind. It's it's one of those that's so good that I watch it all the way through. I don't skip it. Okay. Every episode, I watch the whole thing because it's just a great jazzy tune. Cool. At least that's what I consider acid yeah. jazz. We might be talking about completely. No, I I would bet anything. It's the same thing. Uh, I, would you like this? I don't. I don't know. I think that you would probably get a kick out of trying to guess what's going on, but. It's... I don't know. I'm looking at photos on IMDb. There's a lot of a lot of. Wow, a lot of butts. Oh yeah, there's uh, this is a lot of naked. There's a lot of swinging sixties going on in this one. This is very much yeah, baby, yeah. I mean, a <laughs> lot of yeah, baby, yeah. Flipping through pictures, and they've got an ad, you know, every couple slots. And what do we got? It's like naked ass, naked chick on a motorcycle, naked chick in bed. Oh, Mary Poppins returns in theaters <laughs> December nineteenth. <19th. laughs> oh, that's what I love about the movie freaks. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Like I said, I don't think you listen when I talk. Okay, uh, coming soon. What do you got? Um, Maximum Overdrive on Blu-ray and Deadbeat at Dawn from Jim Van Baber that you and I watched on DVD at our buddy's house that we have. I have slight recollection of and you have zero. Zero. Yep. No idea. You've, I was like, we watched that? And you're like, yeah, Ned and Greg's. So I was like, oh, yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. You say so. Yep. And, uh, ooh, what else do I got? I think I got another, um, well, hold on here. I want to just read down through the, I'm just, you know what? I'm, cause I'm gearing up for them. I'm getting ready. Let's just read the, um, the list of Blu-rays heading my way from Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, Horror House on Highway 5. So wow. there's that. A uh, great title, by the way. Um, okay, here we go. But did you have to see Whorehouse on Highway 1 through 4 to understand what's well, going on? Well, they're being very meta here. It's only five. So it's, okay. yeah. Okay. So I got it. Um, okay. It's so, a movie within a movie. It is, okay. I hope. Uh, okay. Terror, Deadly Daphne's Revenge, Mausoleum, which wait, I... Wait, 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 wait. Is Terror? That, that was one movie? Yes, just Terror. terror. Yeah. I like that we went from the longest title in the world to the shortest. <laughs> terror. Terror, Deadly Daphne's Revenge. I love that title. Mausoleum, which I already reviewed on the show. Bloodhook, which is a trauma movie. Uh, the Chil- what, else, what else would you find on a hook? Hmm. No, well, hopefully yeah. lots and blood. lots and lots of blood. Human blood. Three um, girls. The Children, Cutting Class, House of the Dead, a.k.a. De- uh, Alien Zone, which, good God, that's awesome. I mean, Alien Zone? Come on. Grave Robbers, Sudden Fury, that's got to be action-y, and Beware My Brethren. That just, oh, that just oozes Eugene. Ah. When did this bender of buying go? Oh, this is my, this is my big vinegar syndrome. This is the, oh, the black. Oh, this hasn't come yet. Yeah, this is the Black Friday. It shall arrive this weekend, so I'll already be knee-deep in sleaze before the next podcast taping. I can't wait. Deadly Daphne's Revenge, that title is just, Ooh, that's so 
trauma-ish? Oh, I hope it lives up to the title. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see that. But I'm going to let you dive on that grenade first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm going to try and check off a few more of my Blu-rays. I think I might actually watch that American Assassin again. It was, I enjoyed that. Book of Eli I want to watch again. I got a couple of other blind buys up there. Kingsman sequel. And Monkey King movie. Not sure what that is, but I got it for two bucks. Triple nine. I really like that director's work, and so I'm gonna good movie. Give that one a check. Oh, did you watch? I it? did. That's a uh, really good movie. And probably reviewed on the show, but I can't yeah, I remember. Did. <laughs> I think, yeah, of course, probably <laughs> uh, pilgrimage. I should probably watch that too. And as usual, piles and piles and piles of VHS that I'm drowning in. Uh, okay. Well, I guess that does it for the show. Anything else you'd like to add for this episode, um, sir? I don't think. I kind of wish we'd do something else, but I can't... I don't know. Yeah, I feel kind of empty. Yeah, it's, it's very lackluster ending, but that's... My neck hurts, and my my whiskey's all bye-bye, and... I got... Did we come up with a title? Did we get a solid title oh, on this? Um... Oh, let's see. What could we do? There's uh, something pervy, like because of perversion stories. So maybe pervy episode. No, that doesn't. Yeah, work. yeah. Because we needed perversion stories, the movie to come up with. Yeah, being <laughs> have, making sex jokes. Yeah, I know. There's Santa <laughs> blowjob something. Maybe I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I bet I can find something in there. <laughs> There's something smutty in there that you can sucking come... off Santa. <laughs> <laughs> episode two twenty four. Oh, and, just... and good night. Okay, bye. <laughs> for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.